0: What is up, Devils fans? It's your boy Neil Bell Piano. Make sure you check out the Devils State of Mind podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. From Taylor Hammer Pork Roll to How Much We Hate the Rangers, we got you covered. New episodes every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts, or on the Hockey Podcast Network website. And always remember to rock on. Woo! DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It is easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will as well. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention, bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds on promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Wager paid out in site credits, restrictions apply. See draftkingscom sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or in Indiana 1 800 9 with IT. Welcome to New York. Fans, this, this is the Devil's Devil State, State of, of Mind, mind podcast. podcast. Brought to Brought you by to the you hockey, hockey Podcast Network. Now, now here's your host, here's your host, host Neil, Neil Villapiano. Villapiano. Woo! What is going on, Devil's fans? It is your host once again, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to to another edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here exclusively on the Hockey Podcast Network. The best place, as always, to get the most up-to-date news, topics, discussion, and so much more about your New Jersey Devils. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. Thank you guys, as always, for taking some time out of your day. To check these episodes out. I greatly appreciate it. As always, folks, we are going to be getting what I would consider to be a very, very interesting next handful of episodes. I mean, it, a lot of these are going to be very similar, but it's going to be the beginning of a new series that I'm doing. So if you have been following along with me the last couple of weeks, you've seen me obviously focus on potential free agent targets that the Devils could go after. Well, I know a lot of you were asking me about this so I'm going to deliver by giving you now potential trade targets that the devils could go after. Now the way this is going to work to kind of really, you know, get you guys, you know, excited and interested is that instead of just finding a list of just guys from from everywhere and, you know, saying, you know, or but you know the guys that I think probably have uh, the most rumor around maybe being dealt to the devils i decided instead to go through every single team in the the hockey league and pick three different players that i believe could be potential targets for the devils now this does not mean that the, that this person is rumored to go to the devils it doesn't even mean that the team in question is going to trade said player even to the devils these are just three guys that i could see the devils if they wanted to discuss a trade with this team who they might actually target. So the so like I said, with every team that we we talk about here on this episode and many episodes to come, we are just going to talk about three different players. And sometimes it's going to be easy, sometimes you're going to have to get pretty creative And what we're also going to do is I'm going to give you my mock trades. And I'm going to say this right off the bat. I am not the world's greatest when it comes to making, you know, legit trades. So if these trades don't sound fully realistic to me, I do apologize. Um, But again, as I ask you guys all the time, if you like, you know, if you agree with what I say, if you don't agree, let me know. Let's talk about it. I'd love to hear from you guys. So. We have a lot to get through to start with our first two teams. So let's not waste any more time and drop the puck. So our first two teams, we're actually going to do this in alphabetical order. So the first two teams we are going to be discussing today in the first episode, basically, of you know mock trades or potential trade targets from each NHL team is going to be the Anaheim Ducks, and the Arizona Coyotes. Now, right off the bat, when I look at both of these teams, they're kind of in, I guess you would say, somewhat similar situations to the Devils. I mean, the Coyotes, maybe not as much. The Coyotes have a little bit, are, are a little bit leaning more towards a team that if they could get a couple more solid pieces and a good head coach, obviously, Rick Tockett is no longer the head coach of the Coyotes. This could be a team that could make the playoffs. And you have to remember, For, you know, right up until the last five or six games of this year, the Coyotes held that final spot over St. Louis and San Jose before they kind of finished the year on a very bad note and just missed out on the postseason. As for Anaheim, I mean, they finished with the third overall pick in this year's draft, the second worst, uh, the second fewest points in the NHL. So they're pretty much right there with us when it comes to what, you know, what basically the team is trying to do and, and what, you know, part of their, I guess you'd say what their identity is, you know, moving forward. They are a rebuilding team when we look at it. So it's going to be a little bit tougher when you look at some teams like Anaheim and you say, well, how can we make a trade with a team that's kind of in the same boat as we are? Well, you know, again, trades are trades. There's value with every single team. There are guys in the Devils that have value. Like let's not, you know, there are NHL scouts out there that look at some of the guys on our team and see value in them as well as the the Devils organization sees guy in them also. So let's just jump right into it. We're going to start with the Anaheim Ducks. And the first guy that we're going to be talking about is a name that a lot of people know, and that is right winger Jakob Silverberg. He's six foot, even 208 pounds, and currently 30 years of age. In this past season, 2021, he finished with eight goals and eight assists for 16 points in 47 games played. And he has played in 605 games, scored 146 goals, tallied 161 assists for 307 points in his career. And here's his current contract. He signed a five-year, $26.25 million contract with the Anaheim Ducks. All that is guaranteed. The AAV is 5.25. This past year, he earned a base salary of 5.25 while carrying a cap hit of 5.25. And he will be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the 2023-24 season. So including next year, he has three years left on this contract. So he is just reaching more or less the halfway point of the five-year deal that he signed with the Anaheim Ducks. So let's talk about this for a moment. Silverberg has always been a very, very solid you know scoring winger and as we all know the devils are constantly looking to try to add scoring now is silverberg the type of scoring winger that is going to be that that impact player he very well could be but it's hard to say especially when you look at what silverberg has done his career and also the fact that he is 30 years of age and it's it's not going to be something that's easy and plus that contract that he has again 5.25 over the next year, that's a pretty steep amount of money for a 30-year-old 30 year, 30 year old right winger who is not a guy that you're going to expect to score 25, 30 goals. But then again, I look at this past year with Anaheim, and I really chalk it up to basically just a down year for him. I mean, there was a down year for, for a lot of players in the NHL. And look, he's playing on an Anaheim Ducks team that now is accepting the fact that they are rebuilding and that they are trying to get younger. And Silverberg is more or less not necessarily in that regard. Now, why would the Devils, who are also a rebuilding team, who are much younger in many ways than the Anaheim Ducks, why would would the Devils make a move like this? Well, number one, for obvious reasons, he would be considered one of the older veterans on the team. I mean, the oldest guy that we have right now who's still currently under contract is P.K. Subban. So obviously we are still looking to try to upgrade from the veteran perspective. And Jakob Silverberg could do that. Silverberg has not seen a whole lot of winning in his career. In fact, I don't think he's ever made the playoffs since he joined the Anaheim Ducks. I could be wrong about that. Um, But there's nothing saying that considering he's played just over 600 games in his career to National Hockey League. There's nothing saying that he can't bring some experience. Now, honestly, Silverberg would be a guy that most likely would be maybe a second-line right winger. Um, I don't know what, if that would be necessarily a good thing to do, considering that we still have a lot of very young you know, up-and-coming prospects, particularly on the wing side. Uh, it could be very, very tough. So you know, obviously this isn't something that the Devils would probably consider too much, but I think when you look at some of the players that have some potential here and there I think silverberg is one of is one of those guys that I'm sure the devils would definitely ask about and see what what you know Anaheim would want and also about you know where would silverberg fit in the devil's you know whole scheme of things both in the locker room and on the ice so with that being said, Let's shift to what I think the mock trade would look something like. So I think, first of all, the Devils would just receive Jakob Silverberg. I can't see them getting a pick unless it's probably a late pick, whether it's from this year's upcoming draft or next year. And again, um, I'm also going off of the potential. Maybe one of these trades happens prior to the NHL draft, which is about a month away. Um, There's always the possibility, but it could, happen after that you never know but I'm going to go with the Devils receive Jakob Silverberg and the Devils give up their 2021 first round pick that they got from the Islanders which at this point honestly there's a very good chance that it's going to end up well it's definitely going to be ending up in the last four and the way the Islanders are playing it could be the 31st overall pick uh or the 32nd overall pick whichever they um whichever it is um would end up being that pick. So, I mean, it's basically a very, very high second-round pick if you really want to look at it. But it's still a first-round pick regardless. And then also the Devils would give up a 2022 fourth-round pick. Now, the thing about Tom Fitzgerald is that he is not a big fan of trading away picks. He's more interested in trading away prospects. And again, it's tough to really figure out what the Ducks would necessarily want Um, you'd have to really just try to figure it out. Or, or, you know, you could ask the guys the quack report. I'm sure that they could give you an idea as to what they think the Ducks will be looking for. Um, But in terms of just picks and in terms of value, I think this is a pretty solid deal for Anaheim. They get a couple more picks. They get another first-round pick uh, as a rebuilding team. And Jakob Silverberg comes over, and, and that's that. But do I think a lot of Devils fans would be thrilled to get Jakob Silverberg? I think about two, maybe three years ago, possibly, but considering where he is in his career and considering the $5.25 million and also the fact that we don't have a lot of room necessarily on the right-wing side without having to bump down some of our young, you know, much cheaper and also higher potential right-wingers, it might be difficult. And also to give up a first-round pick, even though it's not our own, is definitely not um, great. But this, I think, when I really look at this, this is probably the best that I can do Um, So Jakob Silverberg is the first guy from the Anaheim Ducks that I think the Devils would consider. The next guy on our list is actually a defenseman because obviously the Devils are looking to continuously try to improve their defense. And we know that the Devils have a lot of young talent in their farm system, in their development system when it comes to defense. But if you're looking to try to upgrade a defense for the now there are some guys out there that could certainly help us in one way or another. And and there's one guy here and that's defenseman Hayden Fleury, six foot three, 208 pounds. He's 24 years of age. He played in 47 games this past year, scoring three goals, one assist for four points. And in his career, he's played in just 179 games, scored seven goals, 20 assists, and he has registered 27 points. So Hayden Flurry is not a major offensive defenseman. He's much more well-known for being a smooth, solid-skating defensive defenseman. And considering the fact that we have a good amount of offensive defensemen, this would be a guy that could certainly help us on the defensive side. And also, he fits into the age range of everybody else on the team. So it kind of works out that way. If you wanted to try to get another young defenseman who has a little bit more, you know, has a little bit more traction in the NHL, certainly experienced well over 150 games, pushing nearly 200. You know, Hayden Flory, I think, would be a very solid pickup. He signed a two-year, $2.6 million contract with the Carolina Hurricanes. He was traded, not this past trade deadline, but the previous one to Anaheim, All that is guaranteed. He's earning an AAV of $1.3 million. And he earned a base salary this past year of just over a million dollars, $1.05 to be exact. And he has a cap hit of $1.3 million. He is going into the 2021 22 season. That will be the last of the two year contract that he signed. So this would be a guy that, unless the Devils would keep long term, would be somewhat of a rental. It would be like, What we did with acquire, you know, with signing Dmitry Kulikov, it's getting a guy for a year, and then maybe halfway through the season, or when we get to the deadline, if things are not working out, and we're sellers again, and somebody's interested in a guy like Hayden Flurry, the Devils can shift him off to get an extra pick or something like that. Like that's the way you look at it, in a way. But I look at Hayden Flurry like a Jonas Siegenthaler type player. Where Flurry, if he came here, I think would get more playing time. I think considering that he's pretty much in the age range, he's actually older than the majority of the players on our team, considering the fact that we have mostly 18, 19, 20 year olds. Um, He would definitely be a guy that has some NHL experience and would certainly help us defensively more than anything else. And we certainly need to work on the defensive side of everything. So I think that that would be a solid thing when it comes to a mock trade. I really can't see the devil's having to give up, you know, a lot for Hayden Flurry. And considering also, again, that he will be a free agent after this next season, the Anaheim Ducks may just look at it and say, well, we could get an extra pick for him anyway. Um, And it will work out for us in the end, because let's face it, there's a good chance that Anaheim's not going to have a good season next year. Very similar to us. I mean, they're going to, you know, I mean, you never hope for those things, but you look at the way the projections are going and you kind of can just make your assumptions that way. Um, and Anaheim may be looking at it, and saying that there are some other in, there's some other important things that they're trying to get established, and maybe the Devils taking a guy like Hayden Fleury. Granted, it's only about 1.3 million dollars. I mean, it's still 1.3 million dollars le- uh, more that the um, Anaheim Ducks have in their salary cap. Situation, So it would kind of be a a situation like that. But again, I see the Devils only acquiring Hayden Flurry. And I think, honestly, considering his production and everything like that, I could see the Devils only giving up something like a fifth-round pick from this year, honestly. Like, it could very well be a a trade that could happen prior to the draft. It could happen during the draft. We've seen the Devils do that before. It could also happen after the draft. But if you're looking at it from the time I'm recording this and when this episode is going to come out, I would say that the devils would only have to trade a 2021 fifth round pick to acquire a guy like Hayden Flurry. Now, again, because Anaheim is a rebuilding team, they want to get young. Fleury is right there. He's 24 years of age. Um, you know, obviously trading him would be kind of a, it would certainly be somewhat of a question mark from Anaheim's perspective. But then again, when you look at it, he's only, he's not carrying a whole lot of money. He's not a, a huge point per game player. Um, And, you know, the Devils could be looking to just try to upgrade from a young position. And also, again, it could be just a one year thing where if it doesn't work out, okay, we didn't give up a whole lot. It's not costing us a lot of money. And going into the 2022 offseason, he's already off the books. So I think that that would be a solid pickup if the Devils do would be a small trade. But I think it would have somewhat of a solid impact. Similarly, in my opinion, to when we signed when we signed Dmitry Kulikov. So I think you got to look at it that way. Think of it. Think of it that way. Think of us as basically in a way we're signing. We we quote unquote are signing a defenseman to a one year contract. That's the way you got to look at it. And I know that not everybody would be totally thrilled on, you know, bringing in a guy who's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. And it's like, okay, well, what exactly are we getting here? But again, you got to look at it and say, He's a young guy still looking to try to make major impacts in the league. And again, when you look at the projections of where Fitzgerald and the organization sees the team going to be in the next two or three years, you know, hopefully next two or three years being a consistent playoff contender and eventual Stanley Cup contender, he wants a lot of his main guys, you know, Jack Hughes, Nico, and all those guys to be really much in their prime and to be really raring, ready to go. And when you look at Hayden Flurry, By that time, he'll still only be 26, 27, 28 years of age. So he'll still be pretty much in the prime of his career and still a relatively younger, even though obviously he's going to be like 20, still a relatively young dude. So I I think it would kind of work out that way. And again, I will mention this one more time. If it doesn't work out, and let's say the Devils are sellers at the deadline, the Devils could ship Flurry away and maybe get a fifth round pick back and everything's fine again. You know, who knows? Who knows? But that would be the next guy that I think the Devils should consider as a trade target. It would definitely cost them a lot less. And honestly, 24 years of age with a guy who's played a a decent amount of games in the NHL. I think it's a pretty, pretty safe, uh, pretty safe deal to make, in my opinion. Now, the last guy is definitely the one that I think is the least likely of the three. Um, But I put him in here because I saw what happened to him during last year. Uh, in the season, you know, obviously he got put on waivers and some some Devils fans wanted to bring him back. Uh, that didn't end up happening. He played the rest of the year in Anaheim, ended up leading Team Canada to a gold medal at this year's World Championships. We just talked about that last week. And then his former New Jersey Devil and current Anaheim Ducks centerman Adam Henrique, Six foot even, 188 pounds. He's currently 31 years of age. This past year, he played in 45 games, scored 12 goals, got nine assists. For 21 points, and in his career, he's played 710 games. He has scored 198 goals, registered 201 assists, and he has gotten 399 points. So his next point will be the 400th of his National Hockey League career. He signed a five-year, 21, 29.125 million dollar contract with the Anaheim Ducks. All of it's guaranteed. Average, you know, an AAV of 5.825 million dollars, or 5.82, 5.82, yep. And in this past season, he earned a base salary of 5.825, and that's the same as his cap hit. He will be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the 2023-24 season. Let's talk about this for a moment. Let's start with the emotional side of everything. Yes. In a way, for a lot of us Devils fans, even for young players, because remember, Adam Henrique scored that—that that, you know, Henrique gets over goal against the Rangers back in only 2012. A lot of us were, you know, young enough to remember that, and we saw Adam Henrique for several years after that. I mean, he was our main scoring guy, especially when the likes of Zach Parise and Ilya Kovalchuk ended up leaving, and Adam Henrique stayed with his team until you know basically the first two months of the seventeen eighteen 18 season in which we traded him to Anaheim for Sammy Vatinen. Um, And as you remember, it, the relationship between him and the Devils did not end very well. He was frustrated with uh, John Hines' system. I mean, quite frankly, everybody is, but uh, that's besides the point. The Devils are certainly in many ways different than the last time he was here. Uh, some of the guys, uh, some, I think like maybe two or three, honestly, uh, Adam Henrique, uh, has played with in New Jersey, or at least you know knows for the most part. For the for the most part, it would be almost a brand new team, uh, new for the not necessarily new ownership, but certainly new coaching staff, all new players for the most part. But he knows Jersey. He knows what it's what it means to play in New Jersey and play in front of these fans. He was loved for the time he was here. And the only criticism, I guess, Devils fans gave him, including myself, is that you never saw him as a guy that really was a leader. And what I mean by that. Is more of a leader on the ice. Like, he wasn't the guy that you could depend on to be that guy with the nose for the goal. Always seemed like he was trying to follow someone else. And that was kind of the thing. Even when the Devils got Taylor Hall, it felt like that same way. Um, But when you look at Adam Henrique, the, the biggest issue, other than his age, which honestly is not that much of a question mark to me, is obviously the money that he still has five, you know, just under $6 million per year until 2023, 24, that's a pretty big thing. It's about three more years left on his contract. So again, very similar to Jakob Silverberg, it would be a pretty difficult, pretty difficult um, thing. You know, it would be a pretty difficult move to make. Um, But when you look at the fact that the Anaheim Ducks put him on waivers because he was struggling so much and they were, and everything like that, it does seem like to me that if the right deal was in place for them, um, that if a team was interested, I feel like Anaheim would actually in, be interested in it. Because I mean, again, look, if they can get nearly $6 million off their books, uh, that would certainly open up some more opportunities for him to do some things. Um, as far as it, what does it mean to the Devils? Well, I look at it this way. Adam Henrique has certainly grown um, grown a lot. You know, he was in his late 20s, uh, right in the prime of his career when he got dealt to Anaheim. Uh, and Obviously, he's done relatively well since he got to Anaheim. The team hasn't. Uh, This past year was certainly a difficult year for him. Finished it on a high note. I still think Adam Henrique is still a very solid player. The other issue really is that he's a centerman, and we already have, since the last time he was here, we now have our two established centermen on our first two lines, and that is Nico Kiescher and Jack Hughes. Would Adam Henry be thrilled to come back to New Jersey knowing that he would be playing on like the third line? I mean, that wouldn't, I don't know if that would necessarily be a great thing. I mean, he would come back to a place that he knows. Um, would the team be in a better position uh, than the last time he was here? Well, The last time he was here, we eventually ended up making the playoffs, and that was about the high point that we've had since that 2012 season. So, I mean, not much has totally changed when it comes to standings and everything like that. So, it would be tough, but I think that bringing in a Henrique, especially if he's okay with coming in with this type of role, I think it would help. It's just the the money thing is definitely a a frustrating thing to bring him back with that amount of money. The only way you could say that the Devils could – make this move is that they don't have to give up too much. And honestly, I can't see them having to give up too much considering that they have a lot of cap room. Um, and the ducks, I mean, they probably would rather move on from him if they had the choice, um, because of the fact that he had this down year, they put him on waivers and they really were not pleased with his production. So when it comes to a mock draft, I could see the Devils getting Adam Henry, but I could also see Tom Fitzgerald wanting to get uh, some draft compensation as well, Uh, considering if he makes another deal other than this, you know, I'm sure he would have to make some draft compensation. So I could see the Devils getting Adam Henry and a 2021 fifth round pick from Anaheim in exchange for a 2021 third round pick and a 2022 seventh round pick. So we get a pick. The Anaheim Ducks add two more picks and they get just under $6 million off their books for the next three years. Um, and the Devils, I mean, look, it, it it would be difficult because maybe it would make things a little bit tougher from a salary cap standpoint. But the way the Devils have been doing things, I feel like that they would be they would still be OK with, you know, having to do this if they wanted to. I'm not saying that any these, they're going to do any of these moves. I'm not even saying that the Devils are thinking about making these moves. Like I said before, this is all based off of just going through each team and finding a couple of guys that I think the Devils could be interested in and could go from there. And sure, it would be great to bring back Adam Henrique. Uh, he's certainly gotten older. Uh, I'm sure that in some ways he's not necessarily the same player that he once was, but I feel like he could help us in one way or another, certainly from a goal-scoring perspective. So that would be that. So that is our first team, the Anaheim Ducks. Again, the three players that I mentioned are right winger Jakob Silverberg, defenseman Hayden Flory, and centerman Adam Henrique. Now we're going to shift to our second team. So like I said, every episode we're going to do two teams. Uh, the second team, again, if you're do- since we're doing this alphabetically, is the Arizona Coyotes. Now the Coyotes are not necessarily more in a rebuild. Um, they're a team that, again... I think is on the cusp of being a playoff team. They just need to get the right coach in there. Who that coach ends up being, we will wait and see. But if for some reason the Coyotes had to move some guys or wanted to move some guys, here are a couple guys that I think the Devils should certainly call Arizona about if they are sellers. Number one, should really be not much of a surprise considering what he brings to the table and the fact that he's been in rumors before, not necessarily involving the Devils, but has been rumors before about being dealt. That is defenseman Oliver Ackman Larson, six foot two, two hundred pounds, twenty nine years of age. This past year, he played in forty six games, scoring just three goals, but adding twenty one assists for twenty four points. In his career, he has played in seven hundred sixty nine games, has scored one hundred twenty eight goals, registered two hundred sixty assists for three hundred eighty eight points in his career. His current contract is a six-year, $33 million contract. All of it's guaranteed. He's got an AAV of $5.5 million and will be a free agent at the end of the 2024-25 season. Now, right off the bat, if you're looking to make a trade for an impact relatively near star defenseman, this is the type of guy you're getting. Oliver ekman Larson, albeit not the world's greatest goal scoring defenseman, but he is a he is a guy that would be your number one defenseman especially he came to New Jersey and would certainly be a big upgrade to both sides of the defense, both on the offensive side of it and certainly on the defensive side. This would be a guy that would really really help us take that next step much quicker to improving our defense and getting it to where it needs to be. And if you're looking to try to make a big splash move and maybe Tom Ftchell is looking to do that, this would be a type of move that you would get. Now, the thing with thing with that is simply this. Five and a half million dollars for the next four years. It's going to, you know, three, four years. So obviously that's a pretty significant amount, although it's actually less than what Adam Henrique is making over the next two, three years. So, And we're getting a guy that's two years younger and plays a position that's a little bit more of need at the moment for this team. Um, and you look at it, And you say to yourself, well, this is an impact player. This is exactly what we were talking about many months ago, about how the Devils need to get impact players in here. This would be a guy that you do that via trade. It would be a move that a lot of people would say, wow, the Devils were able to get a top tier defenseman like that. Very, very impressive. Now, in terms of a mock trade, here's the thing. I would see the Devils, again, only acquiring Oliver ekman larsson but they would have to give up a pretty steep amount because he's a very good player, and the Coyotes would not be so willing right away to give him up. But if they do give him up, this is what I could see. The Devils acquire Oliver ekman larsson in exchange for a 2021 first-round pick. Again, that pick would be from the Islanders. A 2022 second-round pick and defensive prospect Riley Walsh, who, even though I'm a huge fan of, I feel like the Devils at some point if they're going to make a big move, would have to give up a prospect. And again, Fitzgerald is more of a guy that would prefer to trade play, prospects or players than picks. Um, so maybe he wouldn't necessarily be I, you know, keen on doing this, but at the same time, if the right deal is in place, if the right opportunities are like this, Fitzgerald may be much more willing to do so. So that's the way I look at it with this. I, I think that you don't have to necessarily go crazy for him but certainly you'd have to give up a pretty decent amount to acquire a good talent like Oliver ekman Larson. Now the next guy, I think in a way might actually cost the devils a little bit more considering his production. That is another defenseman, Jake, Jakob Chikorin or Jacob Chikorin. It's one of two. I apologize if I said that incorrectly, six foot two, 600, uh, 210 pounds, excuse me, 23 years of age right now, approaching the prime of his career. This past year, he played in 56 games, scoring 18 goals and 23 assists for 41 points as a defenseman. And if you see that type of production from a defenseman, you go, wow, that's a guy offensively, massive impact player, massive impact player. In 290 career games played, he has scored 46 goals, 75 assists for 121 points. So honestly, in very, you know, in a pretty, you know, few time or not as much time in the NHL, Chickering has been a very, very good defenseman, especially offensively. He signed a six-year contract worth $27.6 million, all of it's guaranteed, an AAV of $4.6 million, earned a base salary of $3.3 million this past year while carrying a cap hit of four point six. His contract comes up at the end of the 2024-25 season. So again, he has a relatively similar contract to Oliver Ekman Larson. He has less of an AAV, um, and, and that's an important thing. And the only thing is that considering his point production, he might be a little bit more tough to get, especially if You know, Arizona really wants to continue to compete, and they're not willing to give up something like that. But if by some crazy chance Chickering is available, this is what I see the Devils receive Jacob Chickering and a 2022 third round pick in exchange for a 2021 first, again, the Islanders pick, a 2022 second round pick, and a 2022 third round pick, as well as center prospect Yaramir pitlick. So, and I threw a Pitlick there because I look at it and say, again, the devils would probably want to andor or have to add a prospect into this. And yeah, they could obviously just give back, you know, Kevin ball, but considering what they, you know, who they got Kevin ball for, I feel like Tom Fitzgerald wouldn't be, I, you know, keen on doing that. But since the devils have a little bit of history with trading with Arizona, maybe they could do something like that. Now. I don't know if Chaka, you know, the former general manager of the Arizona Conews is still going to be working within the devil's organization. You know, obviously with all the craziness, I know that there was a chance he'd still come to New Jersey after a year. Um, So we'll see if by some chance he is with the organization, I'm sure they would probably talk to him about something like this, considering he knows the players pretty well. Um, But again, I would look at this and say he's not as well known of a name, but you look at the production, like I just mentioned to you guys, and you got to sit there and say, yeah, this dude is, is really good. Like he really, really is good. So Jacob Chickering is second on the list. And the third guy on, on this list is actually a goaltender, Darson Kemper, six foot five, 215 pounds. He's 31 years of age. Now, I get it. Arizona doesn't have really any goaltending other than Darcy Kemper. So why in God's great earth would Arizona do this? Well, you always have to look at things and say, maybe Arizona wants to upgrade the position. Maybe they see somebody in free agency, or they're making a trade of their own with someone else to acquire a good goaltender. Who knows? Maybe Marc-Andre Fleury is tired of being in Vegas and wants to get out. and Maybe Arizona makes a move to try to get him to try to, get them over the hump so that they can try to make the playoffs and make a run. Who knows? Um, you look at Darcy Kemper and I look at it and I'd say, if Tom Fitzgerald really wants to go one, a one B, at least for a year, right. Going into next year, getting Kemper to pair with Mackenzie Blackwood would be a very, very solid duo. In my opinion, uh, in 27 games played this past year, He posted a 10-11-3 record, 2.56 goals against average, and a 0.907 save percentage. In 242 games played in his career, Kepfer has posted a 106-83-32 record, a 2.47 goals against average, and a 0.917 save percentage. He signed a two-year, $9 million contract last year with the Coyotes. He's earning an AAD of $4.5 million. He earned a base salary of 3.5 this past year while carrying a cap head of $4.5 million. So he will be making another $4.5 million in 2021-22, and then he will be an unrestricted free agent. Now, you also can make the argument that the Devils, if they really wanted Kemper, they could look at it and say, There's a good chance that he might be an unrestricted, you know, he might get the free agency next year. So we can just wait it out a year, right? Or the Devils could just decide, you know what? Let's go and try to get him now, sign him to, you know, maybe give him an extension for a year or two and go from there. Because again, when you look at all the young goaltenders we have in our system, we have really no idea who is the closest to being that next backup for Mackenzie Blackwood. I think, honestly, when you look at the goaltenders we have, the guy that I think is the closest is probably Akira Schmid because Sen, who now no longer is with the Devils, although the Devils have his rights, he signed a three-year contract overseas, so he's not going to be with the Devils anytime soon. Akira Schmid who was just named ECHL goaltender of the year, congratulations to him, by the way, will most likely be moving up to the AHL next year. And who knows? He might be that guy. We also have guys like Nico Dawes as well. And also, you look at Cole Brady at Arizona State, and maybe another goaltender that we possibly draft in this year's draft. Who knows? I have no, I really have no idea what what's going to happen with that. But if you're looking to maybe bring in a guy that's a, a, you know, for even just a year, I don't think it's necessarily that bad of a move, and it could be a proven thing for Kemper for New Jersey, and also Kemper for just himself. And in the market going into the free agency when he's 32, and they could say. Well, he had a solid year with a young New Jersey team and, you know, we'll give him a shot somewhere else. It's stuff like that. It could be another thing where it's, again, you treat it like the devil signed him to a one-year deal almost. And Kemper has always been a pretty solid goaltender. He really caught my eye the way he played in the bubble last year with the Coyotes, really helped propelling them to that series victory over the, Arizona, over the Nashville Predators in the play-in round. And that was a pretty impressive thing. So when I look at, When I look at what the Devils would have to do to get him, this is what I see. I see the Devils getting Darcy Kemper and also being able to get maybe a second-round pick or a third-round pick. And again, you could use that 2021 first from the Islanders. Again, it's going to be a very high, you know, it's going to be a very, very, you know, low first-round pick, high second-round pick if you want to do it from value. And we have to remember that the Coyotes did have to give up their first round pick this past year. So we would be doing them a favor in a way by giving them a first round pick that they did not have originally. But we give up a 2021 first and a 2021 third and fifth round pick. So we give them three picks and we get one back at a solid 6 foot 5, very solid goaltender to help pair with Mackenzie Blackford for, for a year to kind of help us take the next step. To me honestly, I think that's a solid deal. I really do. And but again, the Coyotes all they have is Darcy Kemper. They don't, I mean, Aiden Hill is not the future of the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, and Auntie Ronta, unless the Coyotes feel that Ronta is, is going to be their guy next year, and they'd rather keep him, and, and maybe they don't necessarily are ecstatic about Kemper, there's always that possibility as well. So those are the three guys from the Arizona Coyotes that I think the Devils should look at via for a trade. Oliver ekman Larson, Jacob Chickering, and goaltender Darcy Kemper. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the first two teams on our long journey of potential trade targets with the rest of the National Hockey League. What's going on, Devils fans? It's your host, Neil Villapiano. Thank you so much for checking out this edition of the Devils State of Mind podcast on the Hockey League. Podcast Network, the best place to get the most up-to-date news about your New Jersey Devils. If you want to check out more of the podcast, here's what you do. You go wherever you listen to podcasts, so that could be Spotify, that could be iTunes, that could be Google Podcasts, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts, you go and you search Devils State of Mind and you will find the new episodes that we post every week on both Mondays and Thursdays. Please also go check out the hockey podcast network as a whole. We have podcasts for all the teams in the NHL as well as other great hockey podcasts. So just like with Devil State of Mind, just search hockey podcast network and you can see all of the podcasts that we have on this great network. You can follow the Devil State of Mind on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Devil State and you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Devil's State of Mind. Make sure to also follow the Hockey Podcast Network on all social media platforms. Just search at H-O-C-K-E-Y, hockey, P-O-D, pod, N-E-T, net. If you want to listen to more of my voice, go like and subscribe to the MoFobo Network Sports Podcast, where I talk about all things going on in the wide world of sports. New episodes go out every Monday and Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, go like and subscribe to the Mofobo Network Sports Presents channel on YouTube, where just like the podcast, I talk about different topics that are going on in the world of sports as well. New videos go out every single Tuesday on YouTube. So it's spelled M-O-F-O-B-O Network Presents, and you will find it. again. New videos out every Tuesday. You can stay up to date with all the new episodes and videos by following me on my personal Twitter at T H E N V P S H O W, my personal Instagram at N V P Q B 11, and also Mofobo Network on Facebook. And last, but certainly not least, go check out both my books on Amazon and Barnes and Noble right now. The first is J E T S. Pain, pain, pain—the agony and the ecstasy. Nah, no ecstasy of being a Jets fan. This book is about all the pain and suffering of being a New York Jets fan. So, from all the painful moves, painful games, painful player decisions, painful ownership decisions—you know, where you know anything we could think of—it's in this book. So, this is really for the Jets fan. So, if you're a Jets fan, a football fan, if you know someone of those, or if you just want to support me go check out that book. The other book that I just published recently is titled Meet the Mets Mess, the R-E-G-R-E-T-S of New York Town. This one is all about the regrets of being a Mets fan. And even through world championships in 1969 and 1986, there was so much regret between those years, between those years, as well as the years following 1986. Both of these books are available for both hardcover and ebook for the price of 1969. So if you're a Jets fan or a Mets fan, or by some chance you're both, you probably guessed why I chose that price. So again, please go check out both of those books. The first one, J-E-T-S, Pain, 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 The Pain and Suffering of Being a New York Jets Fan, and also Meet the Mets Mess, the R-E-G-R-E-T-S of New York town. So once again, thank you guys so much for checking out this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. My name is Neil Piano, and we will see you in the next episode. Everyone continue to be the amazing people that you are, you know, every single day. You know, always remember to just be yourself and continue to kick absolute butt. And one last thing, rock on. Woo!